Good morning, and welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. We're so glad you're joining us today. And for those of you who are watching us online, we're glad to have you with us as well. So uh, let's take a moment to greet one another. Uh, if you're here on site, you can turn to your neighbor, just give a wave to them, uh, give a smile if you're behind your mask. Uh, for those of you who are online, you could type into the chat, uh, you know, peace be with you, greetings. Our friendly moderators will be there to also um, chat with you throughout the service. So this is a sacred time where we set aside each week to turn our attention to God. And as we prepare ourselves for that, please join me, uh, please stand as you're willing and able and join me in the call to worship. Come, walk in green pastures. We, we follow, follow the shepherd. shepherd. Come, lie down in green pastures. We, we trust, trust the shepherd. Come, dine at the table of abundance. We are, we are fed, fed by, by the, the shepherd. shepherd. Come, dwell in God's house. We live, we live in, in the, the shepherd's, shepherd's care. care. Loving shepherd, you know our names. You care for us. When we face darkness and death, walk beside us. When we hunger for your love, fill us with your presence. When we are fearful, feed us at your table. May, May we, we dwell, dwell in, in the house of goodness, goodness and, and mercy all the days of our lives. Amen. Now let's join our hearts and voices together in worship. Um, you're free to, for those on site, you're free to remain standing or be seated as you feel comfortable. Uh, we're not allowed to sing currently at the moment, but I do encourage you to, you know, you can close your eyes, you can meditate on the words, just let God speak to you through the music. You are my God, you are the truth, as I walk with you daily in my life, you are my hope, you are my You are the reason that I lift my voice to you. You are the God of glory. You are the God Almighty. You are the God of all the earth. You are the God of mercy, you are the God of wisdom, you are the one who set me free. As I walk through the valley, I know I'm not alone, for you are with me.
Rewrite your story of love for me. I would not forget those moments of doubts. 
If I could rewrite your story of love for me, I would not erase those times of struggle, those moments of doubting myself and blaming you for all my brokenness. Those moments I wrestle myself and you for the answers for a little hope, then I will remember when you became real to me, when you would not turn away, when you would not turn away, I will remember I am an anchor of love, I am a beacon of hope for you. If I could rewrite your story of love for me, I would not forget those moments of doubt If I could rewrite your story of love For me I would not erase those times of struggle Those moments of doubting myself And blaming you for all my growth those moments I wrestle myself and blame for the answers for a little hope, then I will remember when you became real to me, when you would not turn away, when you would not turn away. I will remember I am an anchor of love I am a beacon of hope for you When you touched me on my side When my eyes were open to you And so I saw that I was born free When you touched me on my side when my eyes were open to you And so I saw That I was born free Then I will remember When you became real to me When you would not turn away When you would not turn away I will remember I am an anchor of love I am a beacon of hope For you I will remember I will remember When you became real to me When you would not turn away When you would not turn away I will remember I will remember I am an anchor of love I am a beacon of hope for you.
Please be seated. Um, my name is Mark, and I'll be leading uh, prayer for today. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I just want to share something re- that happened recently. La. Um, I uh, just a week ago, actually, uh, when I came back from home uh, from from church service, uh, I realized my TV stopped working out of the blue. And um, it's pretty tragic for me and my partner, like, especially because we work from home and spend so much time at home and watch so much Netflix and all that. So uh, it was pretty tragic, and we spent a lot of time trying to fix it to no avail. Okay, so we had to live with it, right? After a day of grouchiness. Um, and uh, a week passed, okay, I mean, fast forward, and I, I think that actually it has been pretty good. Um, I found that you know, we had more time to talk, more space uh, to reflect, and uh, generally more at peace with most things. Like, and I found that suddenly we had a lot more time um, <laughs> um, to, to, to even just, like, just sit on the couch and have dinner together. And I think that sometimes um, prayer is a little bit like that too, la, that creating that space uh, in which we, we, um, we encounter God. And it's a little bit hard when, when our lives are sometimes so filled with so many things. Uh, also a reason why we close our eyes, right? I was just reflecting on, I was just uh, typing away and then reflecting that. Actually, Jesus, I don't remember saying that we have to close our eyes when we pray. We can, you can pray with our eyes wide open too. Um, and that's fine, okay? Um, but I think that sometimes it's whatever helps you to enter that space of peace and creates that space in which God can then speak to us. I think that's the most important. So whatever way you're comfortable, closing your eyes or not, Uh, Please join me in uh, preparing ourselves for prayer. To the God of many names, thank you for this time we can gather to bow before you to prepare our hearts to listen to your guidance. Grant us a moment of peace as we enter into prayerful contemplation. Thank you, Lord, for the new friends who have joined FCC, for the new friends who have made a commitment to follow you through the sacred act of baptism, as well as the new friends and members who have joined us as members to contribute a little more to your community. Thank you, Lord, for old friends who faithfully come, who faithfully join the community to serve you and in so doing, breathe life into FCC. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit. 
that moves and guides us and counsels us. Thank you, Lord, for every cell group, ministry, and the intimate friendships that developed in this community and how your spirit guides us through your invisible hand, leading us that we may follow you in our everyday lives. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with many riches, not as the world understands it, but as you understand it. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with the freedom. Freedom not as the world understands it, but the kind of freedom that comes through the freedom of the heart and the mind, the kind that can only come from you. The freedom that brings peace. Thank you, Lord, for calling us to be your children and calling us to follow you. Lord, we want to pray a special prayer for those who are struggling at the moment, for your healing hand, for those who are currently going through surgery or recovering from surgery, like our friend Jonathan, uh, as well as on those who are accompanying um, and supporting loved ones who are going through health battles. Lord, we pray for your strength and courage through the difficult times. For in these difficult times, Lord, you teach us and make your presence known. Lord, we want to pray for every person going through uh, long-term um, physical and mental health conditions, that we learn to be patient with ourselves and to tap on the support and the love from you that comes through community. Lord, we want to pray and thank you, Lord, for the reopening of Singapore, a new phase of our lives as a nation to live with COVID and the new and unexpected opportunities and challenges that come our way. Lord, we thank you for friends and family who can travel again, once again to reunite, catch up and re-establish bonds. But Lord, we also lift up to you the stresses that some of us continue to experience, the confusion and anxieties of those who may have lost their jobs or may have jobs that they can no longer return to, the mounting stresses that teachers, students, parents, healthcare workers, and the many unnamed people affected by COVID and the stresses they continue to experience. Lord, grant us the empathy that is so needed in our community for each other and the courage to encourage each other to live more faithfully in your name. Lord, now we want to lift up the people and concerns on our hearts to you and Lord, receive them.
Blessed Lord, thank you for receiving our prayers and listening to the concerns of our hearts. We pray and ask that your presence will always be with us, that we will be able to create that space that allows your spirit to move in our lives. Grant us the courage to listen and to act according to your will. Lord, we pray and thank you for all that you've blessed us with. In the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, Amen. Let not my will by yours be done. Shake my foundations till I come undone. And let my walls fall to the ground. Build my heart to face the sound. Let all my will but yours be done Shame my foundations till I come undone And let my walls fall to the ground Build my heart to face the sound of your voice calling me to rise from the dead I hear your voice calling me to trust you instead I hear your voice calling me to move out in faith I hear your voice I hear your voice I have been healed I'm whole again
excited uh, to be with you today, to worship, to pay attention to God and what God may be saying to us, each of us. So thank you for joining us today. And uh, whether you're online or on-site, I want to invite you to get onto menti.com. This is uh, what we use uh, in order for us to be able to interact during this sermon time uh, so that I'm not just downloading stuff to you, but I'm getting to hear your insights, uh, your thoughts, your your uh, inspirations as well, okay? So you can use the code um, 26906612. So if you just t- type in 26906612, it'll take you to the slides of the sermon, and then the questions will come up, okay? Well, this Sunday, we begin a new sermon series, Becoming. We are already in the month of October. It's the fourth quarter of the year. And soon 2021 will be over and we'll be moving into 2022. And as we reflect on the past, how can we live fully in the present as we prepare and follow God's lead and call for the future? How and who are we becoming? Today we'll be looking more deeply into the parable of the sower in Matthew 13. What can we learn from this parable about becoming and sowing for the future. Now, parables are not just stories for children. They're actually for the serious adult thinker. They're artful stories that twist and turn and even mess with our minds. And Richard Raw compares parables to Zen koans, which are like stories or riddles that are meant to provoke us to unravel greater truths 
about the world and about ourselves. And Jesus' parables are meant to spit apart our normal ways of thinking about things and help us see with different eyes, hear with different ears, so that we can unravel deeper truths about the world and about ourselves. Parables actually take us from the mundane world and the conventional ways that we do things, that we negotiate around this world, and it confronts us with a different picture of the world. And Jesus uses parables basically to challenge us with these two questions. Do you get it? Do you understand? And will you live it? You see, the parable of the sower is the first in a set of seven parables in Matthew 13. And because it's a parable number one, well, I guess we can be sure that it's important in the whole scheme of things. So what's Jesus trying to tell us through this parable? And how is it relevant for us today? So let's read the parable together, okay? It says, That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. Did I not? <laughs> ah. They were scorched and since they had no root, they withered away. And other seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. And then Jesus explains a parable to his disciples. He said, let anyone with ears listen. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produces a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much as has been planted. So Jesus begins this series of parables saying, a sower went out to sow. So let me ask you, who do you think the sower is? Who do you think the sower is? Okay, and so you can type it in and we'll create a word cloud, okay, of who the possible sowers could be. So who do you think the sower is uh, that Jesus is referring to? Yes, Jesus, yes, 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 uh, yes, I see Jesus, yes, Christ, us, anyone, apostles, God, the Holy Spirit, absolutely, very good, God's Spirit, mm-hmm, God, very good, right? The leaders, right? Just some dude 
Hmm? <laughs> yes? A farmer, right? Myself, very good. All believers, angel, right? Disciples, yes. Many possibilities. Like, who in the world is a sower? Because if Jesus started with this, a sower went out to sow, then we need to ask ourselves, who in the world is Jesus referring to, right? Who is a sower? Jesus? Yes. God? Yes. The Holy Spirit? Yes. Those are the usual answers, and they are certainly not wrong. God is always sowing God's life in ours and in the world. But who else do you think Jesus is thinking about when he says a sower went out to sow? Might you and I be sowers of seed? Could Jesus be thinking about the disciples, the crowds around him, as well as those who may hear this message many years down the road? People like you and me. Often when we hear this parable, the first thing that we do is to judge ourselves or others as one of the four types of ground, right? The beaten path. Ah, that one, ah, that one. That one is beaten path, I tell you. You throw the seed, also no use. Huh? Rocky ground. Oh, yeah. Maybe I rocky ground. Yeah. And thorny terrain. Yeah, that one very thorny. Or good soil. But have you ever thought of yourself as the sower in today's parable? Have you ever had someone say or, or do exactly what you needed at just the right time? And you know it wasn't calculated, it wasn't planned, it wasn't to their benefit in any way. Perhaps they didn't even know that's what you needed at that time. They just felt like they needed to say or do it in that moment. They were sowing seeds. They were simply being themselves. They were sowers. And in the same way, you probably had the experience of someone coming to you and saying, you know, remember? Remember when you said that or when you did that? How did you know? That was exactly what I needed at that time. And you may not even remember exactly what happened. You didn't plan or intend it. You were just sowing the seeds of your life. And it's not so much what you did or said, but who you were, you were a sower to that person. So I just wanted to ask you to reflect. Remember the time when someone said or did something you really needed at that moment? Or something you said or did that someone really needed and you only realised later on when they came to tell you? How did you feel? Whether you were the person who said or did the thing, or whether someone did or said that thing for you and you ask, wow, that's exactly what I needed. How did you feel? Were you surprised? Were you moved? How did you feel about the whole thing? Think before we say or do anything in future, right? Because when someone comes to tell you, hey, actually, you know what you said, right? Really meant something to me. Then you're like, Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, maybe I really need to think a little bit more about and be more conscious about what I say or do, right? Obviously, it does make a difference. It has an impact on someone, right? Amazed that I made such a big difference, right? Sometimes it takes us by surprise. Loved, right? When someone does or do or, or say something for you, I felt that God answered my prayer and was thankful. I felt significant, like, wow, I didn't know that 
that one thing would mean so much. Grateful for having the opportunity to help another, yes. I hugged my wife as the thought came to me, and I later found out that she was having a terrible week, and that hug helped her to feel a little bit better. But he didn't know, right? He or she didn't know that their wife was having a hard week. It just felt like I needed to reach out and give her a hug. And that actually helped her to feel a bit better. Wonder, how did they know? Miraculous? It felt quite divine, right? Grateful that someone out there knows and sends people for myself. Mm -hmm. Encouraged, felt understood. If the person became better, grateful. I felt confused since there was no intention. Mm -hmm. Surprised, because it came from someone who wouldn't usually respond in such a way. Yet, it was a now word for me. Right? Unexpected people too. Right? Understood and heard. Surprise. God is always listening and guiding us through. In the midst of these encounters, at the back of it, our sense of wonder, our sense of surprise and amazement is partly because there's a sense that God is watching over us, caring for us, sending people to us and sending us out to people who need to hear something, who need to be helped in some way, cried and grateful. We shed the same spirit. Somehow it unites us in some way, amazed. Thank you for all your responses. You know, recently I was sharing my thoughts and feedback on one of my classmates' reflection. For many of you, you know that I started my MDiv studies uh, at the end of August. Uh, so I'm juggling studies and work at the moment. Uh, actually, not just for the moment, <laughs> it's for three years. Um, so I'm taking three classes, uh, survey of um, systematic theology, the Hebrew Bible in context, and spiritual formation. So for our spiritual formation class, we had to write weekly reflections based on our reading assignments and spiritual practices. And then we would post our reflections on the class forum. And I don't remember exactly what I wrote. But a few days later, my classmate emailed me to say, thank, thank you for your thoughtful and helpful note. And this was in response to a feedback to her reflection. And she said it really meant a lot to me. So when I first received her email, I was a bit surprised. And I tried to recall, what exactly did I say about her reflection? <laughs> and I'm very thankful that my words meant a lot to her and encouraged her. And this incident reminded me that we are sowers, all of us, all the time. We may not realize the impact of our words or our actions, but we are given opportunities every day to be a sower in someone's life. Every day. So be a sower in someone's life. All our lives, we are actually sowing seeds, and often we don't even know it. And we might be sowing seeds of encouragement or negativity, conflict or love. Whether we realize it or not, we are sowers in people's lives. So let's strive to be good sowers of good things and not bad sowers of unhelpful things. And I think to be a good sower requires practice that shapes and forms who we are becoming. The seeds we sow actually reflect what is going on within us in our lives, who we are and who we are becoming. 
We can only sow seeds that were first sown and cultivated within us. Sowing is actually an interior, an internal practice before it's ever an external action. Jesus first sows in us the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is represented by God's love, peace, hope, joy, wisdom, compassion, mercy, forgiveness, beauty, presence, courage, gentleness, healing, reconciliation, authenticity, and wholeness. And the list goes on. Those are the seeds that Jesus is sowing within us, seeds that we are meant to cultivate and sow in our relationships and in the world. They're the kinds of things that once we experience them ourselves, we actually cannot keep them to ourselves. They sprout and grow within us, and we then sow those seeds into the world. Often when we hear this parable, we immediately start to wonder, ah, what soil am I? Ah? Am I this one, that one? Or what soil is he? Ah? Hmm. Or I think she is hmm, maybe, right? And I like what Nadia Boltzweber says about this. She said, I think we naturally tend to read this parable not as the parable of the sower, but as the parable of the judgment of the soil. To focus on the worthiness of the soil is to read the parable in judgment. When we approach this text, our lives, with only the knowing and judging of good and evil, we miss out on the knowing of God. You see, it doesn't matter what the condition of the soil is. The sower sows with reckless and extravagant generosity. He does not seed only the good soil. She does not withhold seed from the tawny or rocky ground. Even the footpath that is walked upon is seeded. And by the world's standards, or even by farming standards, that doesn't make any sense. But the sower sows here, there, and everywhere without regard to where the seed might land, or the quality, or the type of ground on which it falls. The sower sows not because of who or what the ground is, but because of who the sower is. Because of who the sower is. In what ways have we withheld seed because we deem the ground unworthy or unfruitful? What would it take for us to be as generous as the sower in today's gospel? Barbara Brown Taylor says, the focus is not on us and on our shortfalls, but on the generosity of our maker, the prolific sower who does not obsess about the conditions of the fields, who is not stingy with the seed, but who casts it everywhere on good soil and bad, who is not cautious or judgmental or even very practical, but who seems willing to keep reaching into the seed bag for all eternity, covering the whole creation with the fertile seed of God's truth. So this parable is challenging us to shift our view to the sower, to focus on God's abundant love and refusal to give up on us. God is that relentless and lavish sower, seeds here, there, and everywhere. This is radical generosity. 
and we are called to be the same kind of sower in this world. Relentless, generous, lavish, and refusing to give up on others. But this is countercultural, you know. This isn't the way that our culture works. We usually want a return on our investment. We want to make good use of our time and our effort. We don't want to waste our time or resources on a hopeless cause. We measure productivity and seek to maximize profits or returns. But that's not how the sower in today's parable is. The sower sows not based on an expected harvest, but because of who the sower is. How would your life as a sower be different if you stopped judging the soil and keeping score? What would change if you trusted the seeding of this present moment more than being worried about the future yield or harvest? How would your life as a sower be different if you stopped judging the soil? So take, a time, take some time to think about that. So I'm not assuming that you're all always judging the soil. And that's my own assumption for myself. <laughs> because that's what I would tend to do. I know that's what we all tend to do sometimes. You know? Is that soil good soil? Is it tawny? Rocky? Maybe footpath? <sighs> Cannot sink in. But if we stop judging the soil and we shift the focus to who we are as sowers, the way God is as a sower, as that lavish, generous, extravagant sower, how would our lives as sowers be different? We'd be more willing to sow? Yes, I think so. Unconditional giving? Be more generous and trusting? Able to spread wider? Here, there, everywhere? I would become more patient and to treat all as equals. I might be surprised at who God reaches through me. I think so. I think we all would be. My life will be more light and can live fully in the moment. I become an unhindered, unclogged pipe for God. Wow, that's a really beautiful image. I feel proud to have reached the level where I've become non-discriminatory in nature. I'll be a lot more giving if I wasn't held back by others. Yes, because you're not focusing on what others are doing or not doing. You're focusing on yourself, on who you are and what you're supposed to do. Seeing everyone as equal and children of God, to be less discriminatory, to be open to more people. The yield will necessarily be less, but lessened, but it's cool to be generous and not worry so much. No need to think so much, to trust in the process instead. Yeah, that's lovely. To feel joyful, will be more daring to be generous. I, want, I would learn to be generous with others and ultimately myself. Yes, I hope so. Right? Both ways. I'm not sure. I'm afraid I may be stretched out, overburdened, or burned out. How can we balance? Very good question. I'm glad you brought that up. And I'll talk about this after in a while. More forgiving and patient. Spread the net and just sow the seed. My words will have more of God's grace and edification. I can focus on myself and not the fault of others. Right? It gives us an opportunity to learn from each other, regardless of what type of soil. Why restrict ourselves to sow based on the soil? Yes, right? it broadens us. I think it takes wisdom, 
and discernment to be a sower who is both generous as well as mindful of our own needs and boundaries. And we need to balance the needs of others and ourselves in a healthy way. It's a mindful process. So it's not saying, go and just be a sower and don't care about yourself. In order for you to be a sower in a sustainable way for a long time, you need to be very mindful to balance this so that it's healthy. In order to become a generous, mindful sower, we need to look inside ourselves and to cultivate the seed of the kingdom that Jesus has first sown in us. You see, the four types of ground that are described in this parable are descriptive of our lives and the lives of others. No one is just one kind of ground forever. All four are aspects of ourselves that we need to pay attention to. All four types of ground need attention and care, whether it be clearing the land, softening and ploughing to newer depth, weeding, watering, fertilising. I don't know what the soil of your life needs right now, but I think you do. So you think about it, Wait a minute. Ah, okay, sorry. It doesn't show the question. Ah. Hmm? Okay. For some reason, it doesn't show the question that I have, but the question I had was, what does the soil of your life need right now? And I wanted you to just take time to just think a little bit about it. Where are you in your life right now? What do you need? Is it a bit of watering, fertilizing, clearing, plowing? softening? What? Sometimes we feel like we're just rushing around trying to complete all the tasks on our to-do list. There's no room, time or energy for anything else. Nothing is actually growing or flourishing or flowering in our lives. The seeds of opportunity are lost, unrecognized, maybe even snatched away. And other times, life can feel quite rocky. Fear, anger, envy, resentment, causes our hearts to be hardened in the soil of our lives. And new life cannot take root. And we live at the surface, and there's no depth. Our land needs to be cleared. What rocks fill the soil of your life? There are also times where the taunts of guilt or shame or regret choke out the possibilities of something new. Our lives are constricted and strangled by the past. What, what might we need to weed from the garden of our lives? And then there are times when our life is open, receptive, fertile, flourishing, fruitful, and the seeds within us yield 30, 60, maybe even 100-fold. Richard Rohr likens the condition of the soil to our spiritual readiness. He said, the seed fell on different types of soil, some just unready for the word. They're not there yet. It's not their fault. When the student is ready, the teacher will arrive. Normally, we let God in the way we let everything else in. We meet God at our present level of relational maturity, preoccupied, closed, stuck, already. 
Most spiritual work is readying the student. Both soil and soul have to be a bit unsettled and loosened up a bit. As long as we are too comfortable, too opinionated, too sure that we have the whole truth, we are just rock and thorns. Anyone throwing us seed is just wasting time. So if you are feeling a little unsettled in your life right now, as if the soil of your life is being loosened up, it might not be a bad thing. This might be the beginnings of growth. And growth was something that we talked about as a community in our previous series, Ecclesia, what it means to be church. And your many responses were very valuable in giving me a glimpse as to what you may need. When I asked you what resonated with you about growth, many of you brought up community and desire. And many of you also said that you would like to be engaged in spiritual practices where you are together in community with others, as well as solitude with God. So I've been reflecting on this and thinking about what spiritual practices we can engage together in community as we move towards the end of the year and into 2022. As we know from his ministry, Jesus was a storyteller. He shared stories and parables as a way to invite his listeners then and now to see and dream the kingdom of God in our everyday life. A parable isn't just an idea to think about. It's actually something we participate in. Jesus was not just a storyteller. He was a story maker. And we are called to do the same. Many years ago, I read this poem and it continues to stay with me. And maybe you're familiar with it too. It's called The Gospel According to You. The Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John are read by more than a few. But the one that is most read and commented on is The Gospel According to You. You're writing a gospel, a chapter each day, by the things that you do and the words that you say. People read what you write, whether faithless or true, say, what do they think of the gospel according to you? Do people read God's love in your life? Or has yours been too full of malice and strife? Take care that the writing is true. It's the only gospel some may read, the gospel according to you. So what is the gospel according to you? How does your life speak of God's love? I want to introduce you. Ah, sorry. Just give me a moment and you can read it since I did not flick the slide. And so I want to introduce you to this. Let your life speak, our Advent anthology. As we move towards Advent and Christmas, I would like to invite you to engage in the spiritual practice of telling your story and listening to others' stories in ways that are loving and life-giving. And what this means is, it means us being aware of where we are presently, of us learning to articulate our joys, our struggles, our needs, etc. And listening to others with care and compassion. 
as we hold space for one another's journey and growth. So what I would love for you to do is to share your stories of struggle and gratitude around the Advent themes of hope, peace, love, joy, or any part of the Christmas story that resonates with you most this year. So you notice I said, share your stories of struggle and gratitude. Because sometimes we struggle with love, with peace, with hope, with joy. And these two years have been really tough for many of us, some more than others. So those stories are important too. And after we share them, and we'll be doing that in groups, you'll be invited to share, to express your story through writing and your art on a towel. And together we will add to and create an FCC Christmas version of our stained glass project. You know all the towels that are up there on our window? And all the stories behind it are archived on our church website. I just want to show it to you if you've never seen it. And we hope that this helps to speak of God's hand at work in our lives, both individually and as a community. Because this is one way we can worship and witness as a faith community, to let our lives speak together of God's love and shalom. So we'll be sharing more information about this program in the coming week. In the meantime, you can start thinking about the stories that you might like to share with your cell groups and the small groups that we'll create for those who don't have a cell group at the moment. So, what is the gospel according to you? Let your life speak. We each have a story to share, a story to sow in this time and place. We are not in control of the outcome, of the soil, or of how people will receive it. We are only called to do the sowing. What has God sown in your life? Love, grace, forgiveness, compassion, wisdom, etc. Jesus has sown the kingdom of God in our lives, in your life. Are you tending to the condition of your soil and cultivating new growth? Let anyone with ears listen, Jesus says. What do you hear in all this? There's both promise and responsibility in this text. The promise of that extravagant, abundant, that radically generous love of God and an invitation for us to be good sowers too, to offer hope in a world that sometimes feels hardened, rocky, full of thorns. We're living in a remarkably challenging time in history. If ever there was a time to sow radical love and lavish generosity, it is now. It is our work to embody, to practice, to act, and to sow widely a kingdom love that is radically inclusive and justice-centered. Let your life speak. Let those who have ears listen. For as rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return until they have watered the earth, bringing forth life and giving growth, so you will sow and make a difference. May we be sowers with our lives and with our words always. Amen.
We have come to the time of communion. For those of you who are joining us online, it will be a good time now to um, get uh, the elements, uh, whatever that may represent the elements for you at home. Um, some bre bread and some juice, perhaps. We gather each Sunday at this table. And even though at this time, we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means that you don't need to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. Good Shepherd, we take your care for granted. In the midst of your many blessings, we complain of not having enough. In the presence of danger, we fail to trust your abiding love. When you set the table before us, we turn aside from you. Call us back into your fold and help us trust in your caring presence and provision that our actions may proclaim your truth. Together, surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. God, God forgives our failures and calls us back into the flock. Loving God, our Good Shepherd, we are the sheep of your pasture and you know us by name. We, we offer, offer grateful thanks for your loving care. Open, open our hearts and minds to the guiding of your Spirit in our lives. Lead us in right paths that we may serve you in truth and action. Amen. Amen. God prepares the table for us, offering us a feast of abundant love. Our cups overflow with the bounty of grace, for our shepherd knows us as no one else can. Restoring our souls, healing our brokenness, nourishing us with bread and cup for the life of ministry. We remember how Jesus, our shepherd, took bread and after giving thanks, broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, and after the supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Will the stewards come forward to distribute elements? For those of you present, um, because of uh, restrictions, please uh, allow the stewards to hand you the elements instead of reaching for it. And hold on to elements and we shall partake of it together.
come to the table and feast with the shepherd. Let us partake of these communion elements together with thanksgiving. I invite you to stand as we're willing and able and join in the prayer of communion. Together. God, God of, of love, love you, you abide, abide with us. us. Your loving presence stills us. You provide us with all that we need in abundance. Help us love one another in truth and action. Help us give of ourselves to those in need. Help us care for others the way our shepherd cares for us. May our lives reflect our wholehearted trust in our shepherd's everlasting love and care. Amen. Please be seated. Hi, so welcome again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where free stands for First Realize Everyone's Equal. FCC is an inclusive church. That means you are welcome here regardless of your economic status, your religion, your uh, sexual orientation, your gender identity, or any other labels the world puts on you. We believe that everyone is a beloved child of God. So welcome home if you're joining us for the first time or if you worship with us regularly. My name is David and I'm the service leader today. So if this is your first time at FCC, whether you're here on site or joining us online, we would love if you could leave us your details at fcc.la welcome. This will let us uh, get in touch with you, find out how we can better serve your needs. We have a newcomers meeting every last Sunday of the month. Um, this will be held in person at the church, or it will also be held online at the same time. So if you're interested, you can email info at freecomchurch.org. And um, if you're watching our service online and the sermon has blessed you today, please do give us a like, uh, subscribe. This actually helps YouTube's algorithm to recommend the sermon to other people. So it would really help if, you, if everybody online could give us a like right now. Um, so... We'll now uh, move on to worshiping God with our tithes and offerings. Uh, there's two ways you can give. You can um, give by pay now by scanning uh, one of the two QR codes. So one of them is for our general fund, which goes to paying for the utilities and paying our staff salaries. And the other goes to our building fund, which pays for the mortgage on this property we have. Um, you can also give by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. Um, that one does have a slight uh, 3% processing fee, so not all of your donation will come to us. So of course, give, uh, pay now is a little better, but credit card also allows you to set up a recurring um, donation, which will also help us out. And we do thank you for all your generos generosity and helping us keep going. So now, uh, please join me as we pray for the offering. Thank you, God, for sowing into our lives your extravagant love, your grace, your joy, your hope, and your peace. 
Thank you for also giving us the opportunity to join in your work by sowing into the lives of others. Please bless this offering cheerfully given and help us to use it to extend your love and grace to more people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I now invite the ushers to come forward to take up the offering. If you're here on site and you would like to give uh, cash or check, please raise your hand and the ushers will come to you. So uh, while the ushers are going around, we have some announcements. Uh, the first announcement is for our Pulse survey. So this is a survey we do every year to uh, get a sense of uh, the mood of the church, you know, how you guys are doing, to also find out what our church is doing well uh, and what we could improve on. Uh, so we really do need your feedback. I hope every person here will actually go and do this survey at fcc.la survey. And we need the results by the 22nd of October so that we can um, get the results in time for our planning meeting so we can plan for the following year. So FCC T-Mart Food Drive. Um, this is something we do to help the Tea Shelter, which is an organization that uh, provides housing for um, transgendered individuals who are temporarily homeless. So we regularly donate food to them. And the food not only goes to the shelter, but also goes to trans individuals in the community who, you know, who may need the assistance, uh, those who are elderly especially. So we do encourage everybody to participate. And there's two ways you can do that. Um, one is by the group buy. So here you don't need to buy the food. Just go to the website, choose what you'd like to donate, and then the T-Mart team um, at FCC will actually consolidate the funds and then make a group purchase, which will be delivered to the tea shelter. The other way you can help is to um, deliver to the tea, you know, organize a delivery to the tea shelter yourself. So this might be something you want to do as, a, let's say, as a cell group. You can gather together, pick some items you want to donate, and then you arrange for the delivery to the tea shelter. So if you go to the website and you indicate you would like to do that, our T-Mart team will get in touch with you to arrange, uh, to tell you the address and how you can deliver it. Um, so yeah, again, the closing date for this will be the 31st of August, and uh, the arrange, please arrange for deliveries by the 7th November. It's at fcc.la/tmart. All the instructions are on the website, and if you have any queries, you can contact Wendy. Okay, the LF course. This is the last day that you can sign up for the LF course. So the LF course. It's kind of like our FCC version of the Alpha course, but uh, we use the word Aleph, which is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Um, so it's a progressive introduction to progressive Christianity. Uh, I guess it's a Christianity where you know, we encourage questions, we're open you know, to new kinds of theologies. So this is for beginners and um, seasoned Christians. It will be conducted over Zoom every Thursday for eight sessions uh, from 8 p.m., 21st October to 9th December. And you can always come, if you're not sure you want to commit for the full eight sessions, try out two sessions before you commit. So you can sign up today. Today's the last day, fcc.la slash lf. Not sure what this, okay. So uh, this is also the day that we celebrate all those who are born in October in our community. So we have quite a few people. We have uh, Simon. We have Ben W, we also have Ben N, uh, we have Janelle, we have Hannah, Vino, Harry, Elsie, Andrea, and He Chu. And these are just 
among our members uh, who we know about. There may be others of you out there who were born in October as well, uh, who we didn't get to put on the board, but we wish you all a really happy birthday from FCC. And now I invite uh, Pastor Miak to come forward to say a prayer for our October babies. Let us pray for um, them. All, and I think that we are grateful for the, them being brought into our community and into our lives. God, we lift up our October babies to you. Babies because in your eyes, we're all your children. And you have sent them to us, into our lives, into this community. And they're like the seeds sold in this community. God, we've walked alongside each other and we'll see one another grow, blossom, and bear fruit. And there are times too we struggle. And there are parts of us that might have withered, leaves that are dry and fallen off. And we grow with one another this journey. But God... We give thanks and we pray for them. We pray that as they are sown in this community, that they continue to sow seeds, seeds of your kingdom in the world, that the world might see you, might see your love, your peace, your justice through them. God, we are all continual works in progress. We give thanks because they show us how you have accompanied them through their journeys. So God, we lift all of them up and we celebrate their lives for the past and for the future that is to come. All this we pray in your many holy names. Amen. And I think some of them are here. Happy birthday. I will not name names, huh? but you know who you are. We'll come to the end of service. May I invite you to stand as you're willing and able and receive the benediction. God, you have invited us to learn and to grow and to sow. Help us learn to be good sowers, generous, and radically prodigal in how we sow regardless what the ground may be. That we lavish love on all around us without prejudice. Because that is the world that you desire. And that is the kingdom that is to come. And that's already within us. So God, send us out to be faithful sowers, just as you have sowed in our lives. You who have not given up on us, may we not give up on any persons in our lives. Go in peace, in love, in the name of the sower, Christ, now and always. Amen. Thank you for joining us this Sunday and have a blessed week ahead.